It may now raise interest rates faster than currently planned. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat with Anna Fenton and me, Jim Gould. And on Back Chat uh, this morning, uh, we're talking about the Jumbo Floating Restaurant in Aberdeen Harbour, which is uh, due to be uh, towed away next month. Uh, it's been experiencing a, a number of difficulties that largely brought about by the, the lack of tourists. Um, the Aberdeen, uh, the, the, it was in fact uh, donated to Ocean Park, uh, as, and that was announced in the Chief Executive's uh, policy address uh, some time ago. Um, but Ocean Park couldn't find a third-party operator to, to run the restaurant. It's been losing money uh, for quite a lot of time. Uh, facilities for maintaining it uh, apparently uh, not available. Um, various people have come up with uh, plans of what could be done with it, what could be done to save it, how it could be put to better use. Um, w- those possibilities, we'll be talking about those Uh, with our guests uh, this morning. Uh, We're joined on the line by uh, Jonathan Leung, who's a Southern District Councillor, and also uh, Clive Miners, CEO and uh, Director of RCI Limited, which is a a consultancy firm. Uh, Good morning to you both. Uh, Perhaps, uh, Jonathan Leung, first, um, uh, what's your feeling about the prospect of the Jumbo Floating Restaurant uh, being towed away after all this time? It's been there since the 70s, hasn't it? Jonathan Lone, good morning. Jonathan, hello, Jonathan. Jonathan Lone, Southern District Councillor. Can you hear us? Okay, we seem to have a problem uh, there. Our producer will see if we can reconnect. How about Clive Miners? Uh, yes. Hello, Mr. Miners, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, so, I mean, you've looked at this matter. You, ca- you came up with a, uh, a, a lengthy proposal, a design plan for what could be done with the, the uh, Jumbo floating restaurant. Um, uh, do you think it's still possible to save it? Well, I would certainly uh, hope so. I think it's an iconic feature of Hong Kong. Um, we've been talking with Melco for about a year, and we, we deal with them on a business basis in Macau and so on who are the, obviously the owners of it, yeah. um, they decided some time ago it wasn't viable to obviously keep running it with the situation in Hong Kong. Um, but going forward, the proposal we put in was, and once it was handed to Ocean Park, we also tried to talk with Ocean Park, but everybody seems to be going down the road of keeping it as a giant Chinese restaurant, as Jumbo. Even I don't think that will work in the foreseeable future. A restaurant of that size, the the need for enormous amount of staff, logistics, I don't think will will work, certainly without major tourist uh, influx into Hong Kong again. Mm. So the option we came up with was presenting it to go into a multi-use um, sort of entertainment place. Yeah. That would, um, something similar to what's been done with Taiwan, Central Market, Western Market, um, Murray building, that they keep the outside and what it looks like, and people do that, but inside it then has multi-functions that have the options to create finances and interest, and people will go there for many different reasons, not mm. just to have a, you know, a Chinese meal. But let's be, let, let's be realistic. A, a, a vessel that size needs to go into dry dock very frequently. 
Uh, it's been closed up tight for two years longer. The inside facilities, all the electrics, the wiring, all of that will be rotten by now. What sort of maintenance outlay are you talking about, even just to get it to pass its uh, health and safety and fire regulations? I mean, it's fairly significant, but it has been fully maintained by Melco for the last three years. When we talked to them from up to 18 months ago, it's been running, it's been air-conditioned. That's why it's costing them around about, as far as I understand, a million dollars a month to maintain it, to keep it. Our option was that you get rid of all the kitchens and everything, which is a very old. To redo that would cost a, a massive amount of money. And you turn it over to small little outlets. Each outlet will run its own place. It's, it's fully licensed. It, it works. It could, it could open tomorrow if it needed to. Um, but there aren't obviously the people, the patrons to go there. So there would be a significant investment. Um, it was handed to Ocean Park. They were given a lot of money by the Hong Kong government. And all they went out and did was just go and ask people, will you run this for us? I mean, everyone's going, well, why should we run it for you when you're not making any commitment and you're not going to put any money in? That's been the option. And the problem we found is we found partners to go in there, um, but they said, you know, somebody has to put some money into it as well, you know, to negate the risk. But um, it won't be easy, but I think in terms of keeping it there, um, I know the government now has turned around and said, honestly, or Carrie Lam has said that, you know, they wouldn't put any money into it, but the money that's being poured into Hong Kong at the moment to help businesses with COVID, with pouring out money everywhere, it's, it would be a fraction of the money to keep one of Hong Kong's great tourist icon places like the Peak Tram and, you know, Star Ferry maybe going under soon because they say it's not profitable. Um, is that just the way that it's going to go and it just disappears? Yeah. Once it goes up to China, it may never come back again. It can't be parked anywhere else in Hong Kong. Yeah. Too big. Well, let's be honest, you know, the, the, the reality of moving something that size, it's not going far, is it? And if it goes up to South China, it's going to the scrapper's yard, isn't it? Yes, I would have said so. I know it's been said it will go for storage, but I reckon once it goes there, I don't think it will come back to Hong Kong. Um, so it may get used in China. Somebody may do it. We did look at some Chinese, mainland Chinese parties before who were quite interested but again they sort of wanted to share the responsibility um whether that's the government and i think government will be scared of saying they're colluding to help big business but melco is offering to give it to anyone basically free of charge as long as it's maintained in a similar vein to what it is it doesn't they've also tried to keep it as a restaurant but i think that won't work it needs to be a multi-purpose venue of everything from you know, it can be uh, art galleries, it can be some uh, dining entertainment, it can be a museum about the Aberdeen area, the history of Hong Kong, it can be arts and education, it can be a supper club, it can be wedding venues, it could be multiple things. So everything spreads out the risk factors and has something for everyone to go there. And it can be a Hong Kong attraction for Hong Kong people. Sounds like a massive pipe dream, doesn't it? You, you, you suggested a music academy as well, and, and, and theatre, and retail. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've got to say, it is, as you say, it's a, it's a tourist icon, and, and if it's not going to work as a, as a, as a massive floating restaurant, then obviously it will be needed, uh, you know, other purposes will have to... 
uh, be installed there. So, um, I mean, do you think, I mean, the company has said they want to put it into a storage until a white knight appears. Um, what do you think are the chances of that uh, happening in the current circumstances? I would have thought, I mean, for my point, not, I don't want to speak on behalf of, of Melco and, mm. and um, Lawrence Ho, who is a very nice gentleman, um, mm. that I can't see Hong Kong coming back to be a massive tourist destination within the next 6, 12, 18 months, even mm. two years, just from a worldwide point of view, even if it opens up and gradually gives up all these well, it, COVID it was, restrictions. It was so, the Taiwanese tour groups that kept the jumbo going, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's had various operators over the years that they've brought in. I mean, there was Cafe Deco in there. Only on the top floor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and people have done that. That's why, and as individual units, I'm not sure whether they were profitable or not profitable, or they came in for a short time and then decided it was too much work. But that was our option of just saying you get these multiple, it's a bit like a shopping centre. You don't If you have one anchor tenant and then all the others are the little ones that help spread out the risk and make it more interest. People go there for different things and then they'll step to the next unit to go and see something but, else. But so, it needs to go... Which is why Taekwon works or it, those sort of things. It needs to go, unlike Taekwon, it needs to go into dry dock, which is regularly, which is because it's a steel hull. This is a little inconvenient, isn't it, if you're running a business? It, it is potentially, but we've looked at that and, I mean, I don't know about those specifics at the moment, but the option would also be is to move it somewhere else within Aberdeen, harbour there is space to do that without blocking the the sea routes through it and where the boats go um you can then the government can then reuse that area for private moorings and so on which is a win-win situation and then you actually move it somewhere that it's moored and put on technically it's no longer floating it's put on piles next to the the land so access is very easy you haven't got this backwards and forwards of only 20 or 30 people at a time on a little ferry and it's moored up next to the land for easy access, and then it doesn't. It's basically sat on piles, which is a cost to obviously do that. But long term, it would then become a permanent fixture. Um, kind of so defeats okay. the point, though, isn't it? It's not floating anymore. Well, yes, but again, everyone's trying to preserve it exactly mm. as it is. I mean, and I don't think that's too possible. And everyone thinks, well, it's not a floating restaurant anymore, so it won't be any good. But. It would still be an iconic feature. It's still got all the history there. Um, well, the history is another point, isn't it? I mean, it, 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 34 people died in the fire before it was even opened. Well, yes, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's lots of history in the world which have good and bad things. It's had, you know, Queen Elizabeth has been there. Um, um, Chow Yun-Fat's been there. It's just about to be featured in the new Marvel film, Dr. Grey, which we put in place and helped to arrange that last year so it was all um, mapped 3d scanned and it's going to go into the new marvel movie so it still has its uses and its benefits and its um its history there and i think melco would like to keep that because it was stanley ho's first investment in hong kong um and that that history also has something but that never seems to be that important anymore in hong kong everything that seems to be anything to do with that and it's just it's you know, if it doesn't make money, and sure, it shouldn't lose money. But if so, it's um, okay, okay. John, we, have, we have Jonathan yeah. Lung uh, back with us, uh, Southern District Councillor. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, hello. Thanks. Yeah, hello, hello, hello. Sorry we lost you earlier. Um, now, the, the Jumbo Floating Restaurant was supposed to be part of the uh, Island South uh, uh, reinvigoration. Um, how do you feel about the prospect of losing it? Um, since 
I, I believe the jumbo is a key feature of the marine tourism of the invigorating Island South plan. And we first, when we first introduced this idea from the office in the council, I really have high hope on it. And after like less than two years, and it's like we are losing Jumbo. It's really sad for our residents. Mm. Um, do you think anything can be done to save it? What can be done? I believe I believe the government can do more. They have to take the like the current pandemic into account. Uh, since the economic is really bad right now, and no party wants to take over the jungle, but it's just for this moment. And I, I, I'm not sure if they consider the jungle as a social potential for our marine tourism, or it's just a burden. Maybe they they reckon this the latter right now. But I, I believe the jumbo still have much potential. And it, I, I, I know it's cost like millions of dollars to maintain just in shape. But it's not really a huge money for for the government. Mm. I, I believe they, they can, yeah, the like a year or two and we see there's a potential party would like to take it over. So like Clive Miners was saying, it, it really is a, an icon for a tourism in Hong Kong, like the, like the Peak Tram or the Star Ferries or something like that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so really, um, it would be deserving of a of like special support. How, what do you think, uh, a, a special one-off loan uh, from the government uh, to the operator or how would it be done? Can be a special loan, and it can they can do something creative like this, like they are funding this. They, uh, they can ask a different party to like one a special like like club or something. They can sell the membership for just one or two years. They can do my, uh, many other ideas to just keep it here in Hong Kong. And we we really don't want to see it go for good since now we're seeing the Malco um, saying they cannot sustain the jumble because the um, maintenance rate some sort of thing and I believe the government can do more and can communicate with other parties it was yeah it was donated to Ocean Park wasn't it uh, uh, in 2020 I think uh, uh, how, how, are you disappointed at all that Ocean Park hasn't been able to at least uh, you know maintain it somehow I believe it's because the ocean part itself is in depth. It's a huge depth. So mm. I, they, they, they never want to have the jumbo in their time since it's a potential lose for them. Mm. So I, I believe that's why. Mm. Okay, uh, we have a caller, Guy. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, I have an alternative uh, idea mm -hmm. for the future of the jumbo restaurant. Throw the damn thing out to sea and sink it. Oh, It'll be a very, very nice uh, coral-growing platform mm -hmm. and uh, scuba-diving platform. I think it deserves an early grave, well, late grave. Uh, Cast your minds back. You've mentioned it already. 30th of October, 1971. Fire. It caught mm -hmm. fire. Mm -hmm. 34 people were drowned or died in the fire. Uh, a large number were injured. Two off-duty police officers 
managed to get out there uh, swimming and in a boat to rescue people. Also, I think an off-duty fireman. They were both awarded uh, uh, George medals and the Colonial Police Medal for gallantry. Yeah, I say again, it had its day, throw it out, sink it, and let it do something useful. You're obviously not a fan. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. No, I've been on board a few times in mm-hmm. the last 50-odd years, mm-hmm. and each time I really haven't enjoyed it. Mm. All the uh, diesel fumes that used to circulate around there, uh, it was nothing special. Mm. I thought it was a really gaudy monstrosity, personally. And it is, as you say, Guy, in the right in the middle of the South Aberdeen Typhoon Shelter, which, if you've ever sat on a on a boat there, is muggy and sticky, and there's very little airflow. Yep, uh, I didn't enjoy the experience uh, ever. Thank you. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, well, thanks very much uh, for calling. Um, I do know a lot of people who have enjoyed going there, taking parties of visitors over there. It was always part of the sort of uh, regular uh, itinerary, you know, when when you get uh, groups of visitors coming to Hong Kong. Um, I don't know whether anybody else would uh, uh, care to comment on the idea of uh, uh, sinking it to become a like a, a diving centre. I mean, it is a huge structure. I don't know how far you'd have to take it out to sea in order to uh, put it onto the seabed. But um, um, anyway, yeah, uh, uh, Jonathan, jo- um, uh, Jonathan Lang, are, are there any other uses? Do you think that uh, that uh, the jumbo restaurant? could be put to i mean um so clive miners was explaining before uh, the ideas that uh, that he and his uh, consultancy came up with uh, um on the basis that it wouldn't just work as a floating restaurant so there were many other things that you could do with it uh, uh, have you have you made any suggestions about uh, possibilities of, of what it could be used for yeah we 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 made some ideas like museum would be one of them mm-hmm. and the restaurant and they can say the theater as many as many as possible but we I, I i think the main point is we have to keep the jumbo here i know um I, i'm we, we we don't say we have to do what specifically but i think keeping it it will be a iconic as, as an iconic attraction and it has huge potential. We see as many people make some of them say um, the maintenance is really difficult for the massive structure. Mm. But that's why we want to keep it here. It's very unique even in the world. But it's n- just not going to be cost-effective, is it, Jonathan? The realities of this, if you're filling it up with things like museums and theatres, they don't make enough money to pay the maintenance bill, do they? Yes, that, that would be true. So, so it really so has then, to be the government that steps in and, and does a URA on it. Yeah, I, I believe it's worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clive Miners, what, just what about the concept of a floating restaurant uh, in general? I mean, th- th- there are plenty of them in other parts of the world. Uh, uh, I mean, could it be a success in Hong Kong? Obviously, we don't have any tourists at the moment, but uh, but is is there scope for a floating restaurant? Not Maybe not just the Jumbo, maybe others uh, elsewhere? I suppose mm. there is, Clive? but I think yeah. if you're taking it in the context of Jumbo, uh, it's, it's too big, um, it is old, and it would need massive investment to turn that back into a comprehensive rent, uh, restaurant. I mean, obviously, if you did it and it was world-class, then everybody from Hong Kong would go there. And yes, it's, it's had mixed reviews over the year. I've been there 
many times in 40 years in Hong Kong, sometimes had a perfectly okay meal and sometimes a pretty bad one. That's in the past. It's what it will be in the future. Um, but I think the risk involved of just turning that back into a better quality 80,000 square foot restaurant is mm. the economy is just never going to work. And even if you say give it five years, give it 10 years, when you'll have a million tourists coming back to Hong Kong every month, um, you're not going to get anyone interested. And the government may want to put money in, but if it just keeps losing, 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 that also is is a pointless exercise. Um, I think it needs to be a multi-use. Maybe there is a you know a 2,000 square foot Chinese restaurant there, but then there needs to be other things. So when people have been to the restaurant, they can go to the museum. As you say, museums may not make money, but perhaps it isn't a museum then. There's galleries, there's art galleries, there's, we have an interest from Warner Music in Hong Kong, and previously um, we had Billboard magazine who were gonna come in as a main partner and set up their radio station there and set up a music school. Um, they've done it in Singapore and it's incredibly successful. Mm. They were interested to do it in Hong Kong, but they wanted a partner, which then was talking to Melcro, to say, well, you put in 50-50 or at least 30%, and Melcro unfortunately just said, sorry, we'll hand it over, but we're not investing in it. So perhaps if the government would talk with somebody or, or come in and get a you know, a major shareholder in it and put some money in or give it free rent for five years or whatever. Um, it may be possible, but financially it's difficult. But the issue is going to be if they're really going to tear it in one month's time, is anyone going to make a decision from government in a month's time to say, let's do this and give free rent or help Melco out, pay the cost to keep it in Hong Kong? It basically has to go away to be maintained because it's up to its three years license. So it basically has to go to China to be serviced, even if they bring it back in three months' time. It has to do that from a licensing point of view because it's floating, so it's got to be maintained. That's, it's run out of its three years. And even that's a massive job to tow it anywhere, isn't it? Yes, it is. And obviously that's, again, money which I'm sure Melco will not want to spend, but the government could say, fine, if this costs okay. $5 million or whatever it is, they will pay for that and bring it back again. Um, and everyone could go, well, that's just a waste of $5 million. But... If you look at the money being spent out at the moment, $80 billion being given to Hong Kong people for COVID, um, it's it's 0.1%. It's absolutely nothing. Okay. All right. Well, 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 thanks very much. Sorry, we've got to bring the uh, conversation to to a close. Uh, but uh, thank you very much. And Jonathan Long, I know you have to uh, go as well. Um, uh, that w So you heard that from Clive Miners, the CEO and uh, director of the consultancy RCI Limited and also Jonathan Leung, uh, Southern uh, District Councillor. Thanks very much to you both. Uh, we've got a few minutes left, so I'd just like to deal with some emails relating to other matters that we've touched on this week. Uh, okay, this one's from Alonzo uh, to do with a uh, COVID update. It says, uh, over the past few weeks on your show, almost every medical expert has told you that the media and public should not focus on one, daily case numbers, and two, the emergence of small clusters. And yet the first two headlines in the RTHK news was on the cluster at the two bars,
and the number of daily cases. Your host, Jim Gould's first question to Professor Shridhar uh, was also on the daily case count. RTHK should listen to the experts and discontinue focusing on data points which have become and will remain part of our daily lives for years to come. I think um, the rest of the world is still focusing on the daily well, case counts. Well, yes, yeah, but I mean, I take, the po- I take your point, uh, Alonso, but uh, the reason I did uh, mention it first with Dr Shridhar this morning was that uh, uh, the chief executive um, had uh, put that forward as a reason for not relaxing uh, further, the social distancing measures, because the daily case count uh, has remained about the same uh, for a while. But uh, uh, thanks for your point. Um, this from Stephen says, uh, given the difficulties we've had in Hong Kong and China in getting the elderly vaccinated, uh, what would Dr Sridhar do differently in hindsight with regards to the approach taken to COVID in Hong Kong? I think it's generally accepted that the initial response to the virus was good, but uh, there have been issues in moving on from this initial response, uh, ongoing restrictions, etc. Would a vaccine mandate have been uh, more better in hindsight, linking the consumption voucher to getting a vaccine, perhaps I would be very interested to hear what public health experts like Dr. Sridhar think we should have done differently in hindsight. That's from Stephen. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Um, unfortunately, of course, uh, Dr. Sridhar was only with us uh, before nine o'clock. Um, didn't get time to put your question to him directly, but we've got COVID update uh, back tomorrow. So uh, we'll see who we've got on the programme and perhaps we'll put that to them. Um, a comment here from uh, Richard on our Facebook says, uh, yet again, Mrs Lamb's arrogance on full show when she stated that holding back on lifting of restrictions in this area will not affect society much. Try telling that to a bar owner or worker who hasn't been able to work for months because of these ridiculous restrictions. Um, also, an email here from... This is from uh, Professor Judith Mackay, who uh, many of our listeners know is a very strong uh, anti-smoking campaigner. Um, She actually wrote to us yesterday because yesterday, 31st of May, was World No Tobacco Day. Um, And the day before, we'd been talking on Backchat about uh, efforts to reduce the prevalence of smoking uh, in Hong Kong. Um, Judith Mackay was reminding us that uh, the theme for uh, this year's World No Tobacco Day was uh, smoking. So tobacco smoke pollutes the air, uh, careless smoking causes fires and even the transport of tobacco products leads to greenhouse gases. Um, A very long Uh, Email. Thanks very much for writing to us. Uh, We will be returning to the subject uh, at some stage, probably um, not before too long. Um, Thank you very much. That's from uh, Judith Mackay. Uh, 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 Going back to our Facebook. Uh, so Sailor Saki writes, uh, I think COVID is old news and we need to move on. Thanks very much for that, uh, Saki. Um, And, okay, this one on... Right, what we were just talking about, the jumbo floating restaurant. So Vic says, if they can make the cruise terminal work, a jumbo floating restaurant next to it would be a good tourist attraction. Uh, But now even the eateries within the cruise terminal are bleeding, so that uh, presently is not an option. Sad to see the icons disappear one by one, along with the newly built white elephants. Uh, And... David says drag it over to Lantau tomorrow and put it on solid land like they have in Sheku, China. Not quite sure what you're uh, referring to there, David. Uh, uh, This from um, uh, 
Jumbo... Uh, OK, Jeffrey says, another totally ineffective suggestion from somebody who has no usable input. Another centre is not what Hong Kong needs. Uh, who's going to go? Uh, and, OK, this from... Uh, OK. Uh, it oh, could be a casino. This. How about that? Well, that would be fine as long as uh, gambling was legal. Maybe, maybe, maybe oh, OK, you come up with an idea, Anna. Maybe tow it to Macau. Well, I was going to say, it tow it a, to Macau and have yeah. it over there. Right, right, OK. On that note, uh, we'll bring this morning's programme to a close. But a 